It's The Takeaway. I'm Todd Zwillick. And this week marks 45 years since the Supreme Court's landmark decision in Roe v. Wade. Well, the decision, as I tell in Abuse of Discretion, the inside story of Roe v. Wade was a great mistake. It was a self-inflicted wound on the court. That's Clark Forsyth. He's senior counsel for Americans United for Life. The court had no evidence, no trial record, no evidence about abortion or its implications, uh, no expert witnesses, no reliable medical data. They were shooting from the hip. And the Roe versus Wade opinion itself, written by Justice Blackmun, has been trashed by scholars for 45 years. Well, this week we're looking at abortion rights 45 years after Roe. And for 33 of those 45 years, Clark has worked in the courts and with state legislatures to restrict abortion with an eye in the next few years on the ultimate win, overturning Roe versus Wade in the Supreme Court. The decision uh, took the issue away from the American people set us on a course of uh, being uh, one of four nations that allows abortion for any reason after fetal viability, ranked with China, North Korea, and Canada, Uh, one of only seven nations that allows abortion for any reason after 20 weeks. And it set us on an extreme course that is out of sync with public opinion, and the issue should, the decision should be overturned and returned to the American people so the people can decide the issue state by state. Now, what do the practicalities of of that fight look like for you, Clark? Does this mean going to the states, coming up with test cases, test laws that can filter up to the Supreme Court? Well, there's actually an urban legend out there that you need the perfect case, the perfect record, the perfect prohibition, a complete 100% prohibition to create a test case. You could have a 20-week limit. 21 states have passed a 20-week limit since 2007, 2010, actually. A 20-week limit could form a test case like the one that was signed in Ohio by Governor Kasich in December. Any statute challenged in court, in federal court, state court, uh, that arguably conflicts with Roe versus Wade or Doe versus Bolton could form a test case. It could be a, a limit on public funding that supposedly conflicts with Roe, uh, parental notice or consent law, informed consent law, clinic regulations. Any of these could form a test case because in those cases, the court has to decide, are we going to apply Roe or are we going to apply the Constitution or some other standard? And since we've got a 5-4 pro-abortion majority on the court right now, there isn't going to be a test case anytime soon. So returning the issue to the states is interesting to me, Clark, because I wonder how you envision in America where Roe is overturned. Um, Ostensibly, abortion would be illegal in some states, legal in others, let's say New York, California, places like that. Um, We've had lots of people on this show pointing out that all that would mean is that women with the means, with the money, would be able to travel from the states where abortion is illegal to the states where it's legal. Abortions wouldn't stop, but you would have essentially a two-tiered system where people with money would get legal abortions, people without money would seek illegal abortions, which would still go on. Do you agree with that vision that that's essentially what would happen if it were simply left up to the states? Uh, I think that's largely bunk. You're talking as though you're back in 1930. And uh, much has changed since 1973. Of course, you know, some of the people you've interviewed were talking about abortions back in the 30s, 40s, and 50s. Well, in 1961, uh, we had the pill. And we've had multiple... uh, technological changes that have introduced new contraceptives. You can now use multiple forms of contraceptive to reach, you know, virtually 99.99% effectiveness. 
society has substantially changed since 1992. In fact, since I suppose 2006, the abortion rate has dropped significantly. It's the lowest it's been since like before Roe versus Wade. I think it's also important to point out that if Roe versus Wade was overturned today, abortion would be legal in 45 or 50 states tomorrow simply because there is no abortion prohibition on the books before 20 weeks or fetal viability. So if 99% of the abortions, or I think it's 90%, occur in the first trimester, they would uh, be virtually unaffected in the short term until the issue went back to the states and they affirmatively acted in one way or another. I think over a period of time you would see the states adopt a more anti-abortion policy than the Supreme Court's edict, better in line with public opinion than the edict. And since abortion takes a human life, the life of a growing, developing human being, abortion shouldn't be easy to obtain anyhow. Why are you in favor of abortion law being handed back to the states? Uh, Why not in favor of a personhood amendment or some policy that recognizes that abortion takes a human life. If that's the case, it's hard to imagine an acceptance of it being legal in many states across this country. Our country is founded on a federalist constitution. We have we have a, a federalist system, and Missouri and Alabama and Iowa can adopt a different policy than Washington State or D.C. or New York State or California. And I don't see that, you know, that there is any one national solution, one national rule that could uh, be approved by the American people, uh, at least at this time, and establish uh, one standard. I mean, that's the fallacy of Roe versus Wade. The court, the judges from Washington imposed one national rule on the country. And precisely, I think one reason why they failed is because they attempted to do that. So, Clark, if people want to watch closely in state legislatures and state courts for where the perfect test case or the perfect test law might come uh, to eventually challenge Roe v. Wade in Washington, point us toward one place uh, or one policy where you might suggest people might watch closely. Generally speaking, it would be the uh, red states rather than the blue states. So it would be more more realistic to to look at states where there are Republican governors and uh, we, have, we do have uh, legislatures in 25 or 30 states that have pro-life working majorities in, in both houses. It would be also important to have a attorney general who will defend the law and take it up to the Supreme Court. So that's the, the South and the Midwest, the Southwest, Southeast, Midwest, from North Dakota to Texas, you know, rather than the Northwest or the Northeast or California. That's the map. Clark Forsyth, Senior Counsel for Americans United for Life, author of Abusive Discretion, The Inside Story of Roe vs. Wade. Clark, thanks for being here. Thanks, Todd, for having me. The Takeaway is supported by Staples, offering storage solutions for business, including file folders, bankers' boxes, and storage bins for getting organized. More at Staples Stores or Staples.com. Staples, it's pro time. And Babbel, a language app that teaches real-life conversations in a new language like Spanish, French, and German. Babbel's 10 to 15-minute lessons are available in the App Store or online at Babbel. B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. 
On Notes from America, we have conversations with people across the country about how we can truly become the nation that we claim to be. Each week, we talk about race, our politics, education, relationships, usually all of them, because everything's connected. And you, our listeners, are at the center of those conversations. I'm Kai Wright. Join me on Notes from America, wherever you get your podcasts.